Fury. That's us. <laughs> it's going to be different every time. I'm going to try. <laughs> that's that's good, man. I didn't know what you were going to do. Last time you serenaded me, and I, I wasn't ready. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a... I took a swing. I uh, Typical of me. I mean, typical it. of, like, on brand. I stumble halfway through. Yeah, I'd say you foul-tipped it. But I, I, th- I think I stuck the landing at the end. I think so, too. Solid, a solid 7.5. Tasks failed successfully. Yeah, that's like college. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Nerd Purity Podcast. I'm Jim Lovecheck. He's Dan Granato. Yep. Where we just talk about stuff that gets our nerd on. Mm. Is that nerd weird? on? Is that weird to say? I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. It stimulates our nerd endings. Mm, tickles funny. our nerdery? Mm, I don't like that. that no, that's even worse. That's not, yeah, that sounds like if you see somebody tickling their nerdery, <laughs> you walk in on them, they, uh, they want you to shut the door. <laughs> Be quiet, shut the door. Shut the door. You don't. will forget what you saw. Uh, <laughs> why why was there a goat in here? <laughs> shut up and shut the door. Oh, gosh. This is a room full of big dildos. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of things that haunt you, today we're talking about ghost hunting. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, nerd ghost hunting. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty. It's a niche thing. Everyone's pretty fascinated by it in some degree. And everybody, prehistorical people talked about spirits. Post-historical people talked about spirits. Yes. I mean, you don't really have... I don't know. You could say you don't have religion without parent, like, knowing that there's something after you're dead. Right. And everybody wants to know what happens after we die. We don't want it to just be, oh, well, the lights go out and they don't come back on. Right. Yeah. There's, it's, I mean, it's a, some would say that it's a coping mechanism or, or to just our rational side of our brain wants to find out what it is, why there's a reason something is happening and there's people, some people just get weirded out for just not just accepting that it can't be, um, well, because if, if there's described. nothing after this, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Why get a job? Why get a mortgage? Why follow any laws? Why do we have to pay for things? Why do we? Yeah. Why do we have to pay for things? We're all gonna die. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, ghost hunting is. It's. I mean, it surprisingly has started. It really took off. I feel like turn 18, of the century. Like, turn of the century is when it started getting like. By turn of the century, I mean the year two thousand. There's a lot of centuries. Just yeah. To clarify. I mean, that's when it really took off. When it, once there was a TV show, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of creepy buildings by yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it is like, "God, those people are douches," yeah. but I want to watch more. Well, what was that? Was it Ghost Adventures? Was the one I used? Yeah, to Ghost watch. Adventures. With Zach Bagan. Sure. And bald dude. Yeah. What? And th- there was a bald dude who was I can't remember. That he was, was Ghost Hunters. Guy. There's a bald dude in Ghost Adventures, too. No, Ghost Adventures was the guy that always wore the fedora. Was he? Yeah, and, like, he just walked into every room, and apparently every ghost to him, like, was a pedophile. And he'd be like, you like touching kids? Why don't you try touching me? Weird. Yeah. Well, because Ghost Adventures, because the camera dude, I don't want to, I want to say his name was, like, Ethan or something. Something kind of common, but not that common. And he w- he always got freaked out super easy, so it was hilarious to watch him because they always had like the cameras recording their reactions oh. and recording out. Okay. Because there was like three. I'm people. thinking of I'm thinking of different bald dudes because oh, okay. Ghost Hunters also had a, a bald guy. Oh, okay. He was the he was the, like the second in command of like the big 
company that did Got all it. these shows. Got it. Um, but I know which one you want. That's the, you're talking about the guy they always sent in the room. Hey, like, it's super hey, scary in here. Yeah, uh, people have m- been murdered from this ghost. Why don't you sit here hey, alone? Uh, there's no lights on either, and then they slowly creak the door shut. <laughs> you ever watch the? It had a very short run, and it was actually my favorite show. It was called Ghost Brothers. No. Uh, it was. I don't know where it originally came. Like, if it was Destination Channel, that short run of a channel. Oh right. And okay. it was like it was three dudes that um, were frat brothers. Mm, none of who were ghosts. None of who were ghosts. Um, and they like the whole, each episode started off because one of them owned a barbershop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just that was like their home base. <laughs> and like sounds like they need to do a sci-fi movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> one of them owned a barbershop. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Barbershop. Yeah, and they uh, <laughs> today at the Legion of Barbers, <laughs> we will finally take out the supercuts. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Of course, the bad guy's bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, they uh they start off the, each episode at the barbershop, and that's how they're like, "Hey, today we got a a case at this place," and they're going. But the thing that was always funny is because all three of them would have the best reaction to like how it goes. Like they felt uh a tickle at the back of the tickle the back and all of them were like, Nope. And they just all just <laughs> run out <laughs> <laughs> That's so much more realistic because like all would have to all I'd have to hear is just like, hey, right in my ear. Right. Guys, I'm out. <laughs> Guys, I'm out. There was an episode <laughs> where they like um they stay the house it was a hotel or bed and breakfast or something like that. A haunted hotel? Yeah, of course. Breakfast? Okay, cool. Um and it had that was the case it was like there's hauntings and one of them slept in the room where it was the most activity it always cracks me up how it's a case like it needs to be solved right but they never get rid of the ghost. well they i think yeah, yeah they're just trying to like it's a case to see if they're they can to prove, prove it wrong yeah, exactly. um and was a short uh heavy set guy that was doing it who was like the one who's like all right i'll i he's pulled the, the straight back of the group yeah or something <laughs> and he was like all right i'll sleep there and he slept and he felt a Supposedly, he felt a tug from his foot, and got was going to attempt to like someone was dragging him out of his bed, and he I'm getting just, goosebumps just listening yeah. to it too. <laughs> I'm, I'm already out. All, it, it's total black, like black lit, and he's just like, you know, fuck this, and then he just <laughs> comes in, knocks him, he's like, we are out of here. Let's go, let's go, come on, let's go. And I would watch the hell out of that show. <laughs> Cause it's so. Oh man! I'm it's sure like it's on. I'm sure we can find it on it. like Amazon. We should, probably should watch we, it we after we're done it. with this. We'll, we should watch it definitely. Um, definitely. but to kind of like roll back, let's talk about like how ghost hunting started. Because the first recorded cool, um, talking or uh, mentioning, I should say, uh, of ghosts involved in the world was all the way back in like sixteen. Or hold on, have it here. It was like in like sixty-one to one thirteen A.D. It was a letter that mentioned By Pliny the Younger. Yes, sir. I oh my God, we read thing. the same thing. Yay. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. So he mentioned a ghost story about an old man with the rattling chains, the long beard, the mm-hmm, moaning. Mm-hmm. But this guy, Pliny the Younger was a was an author 
and he was also a statesman, which means he lied for two professions professionally. So maybe he was just making it up, but still it's pretty cool right. that even back in 1 AD, they're doing right. ghost Well, also, the, like, for it being hush, didn't really was done anything about it, because what was happening at that time, if you ever mentioned that, you're a witch. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was oh, like... Yeah. Burn at the you know the stake, whole shebang. I turned into a newt, yeah. but I got better. I got better. <laughs> Very um, small rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I love that movie. Um, so that was like the first early thing, early thing. But like when it first like actually started to really take steps forward into acknowledging it being was actual hauntings. Is what you're being talking. actual hauntings. Um, or just talking about just the paranormal or life after death, right? Yeah. Like that, or reanimating life or something like that. Instead of just trying to freak people out, with right? Your imagination at camps was camp Victorian party. era. Okay, but it wasn't really like you know people like middle class to lower class. It was all like rich people. This was like a rich people thing to do as a hobby, like you know orning, orning. What's an orning? An orning? ornery. Ornery? It means sure. you're weird. And well, kind of well, they were weird, uh, but they did. They but I'm talking about bro. owning, uh, you know, horses. It's like oh, the same okay. like thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, it's gonna be one of those. Well, before we go further, I found something that was pretty cool. So I want to talk about the difference between just a haunting and what a poltergeist is. Mm. So haunting is just when like a spirit apparates, you can see it, and it. You kind of just hear moaning and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poltergeist, which actually the first recorded poltergeist was in 856 AD in Germany. And when you think about that, poltergeist is a super German word. Geist meaning ghost. Right. And polter meaning to disturb. So it's a ghost who disturbs. Oh, so a poltergeist will play tricks on you, yeah. basically. It'll pull you out of bed. It'll move. Basically, if you saw the movie Poltergeist, yeah, yeah. they did a pretty good job of it. Yeah. So this ghost, I couldn't find. We could go in a little bit. Hold on, we could go a little further on that poltergeist in another episode. I'm sure it's been told many times, but that whole movie was after. Yeah, Um, but uh, the only details I could find about this because it was 1,200 years ago almost now. Um, The ghost annoyed this family by like throwing stones at them and starting fires. Oh. Okay. So, so we've got. Year one, A.D., guys writing ghost stories. Yeah. 856, poltergeist happens. Now we're talking about rich people. <laughs> Earning hearses. Yeah. Well, like, uh, before the 1854, you said? Uh, for when the... For the first recorded ghost or uh, poltergeist. The poltergeist? 856. Yeah. 856. There Eight? only three numbers. Oh, oh okay. Time. Well, fast forward to 1834. <laughs> A thousand years later. Um. There was this general, uh, I'm sorry, a major. Uh, his name was Edward Moore, and he uh, he was at Great Bilin's house at the Suffolk. Um, yeah, oh, another German fella. Sure, <laughs> Suffolk and is in Germany. Is it? All right. Yeah. I think. Let's. I'm gonna Google that. Well, while you look that up it. and proving my idiocracy, um, the so like he was like the first one to kind of like record and conduct the first ghost hunt. Suffolk is a city in Virginia. Oh, well, we're way off. Way off. 
So in America, <laughs> uh, we did the first ghost hunt, uh, recorded ghost hunt. Of course we did. Yeah. Um, so he record. He was the first one to record it, and what his was is he had a mysterious outbreak of servant bells in his home that would just ring randomly, and no one was act like ringing them, pressing. I don't know if you had to press a button or you pull in. I think you pulled on something. Yeah. Um. And they were just doing uncontrollably, spontaneous. And he was a, so as a professional, more as a professional soldier and a writer as well, he, uh, he treated it objectively. I love that. He was the first to treat it objectively instead of saying like, oh God, this house is cursed. <laughs> and Somebody get my babies <laughs> out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> this room is blessed. Um, I need to get some sage. I need to light it. I need to get the preacher involved. Clarence, <laughs> you need to get your tootie bite out of here and get me some sage, some earwax, and some rum liquor. Don't ask and, me why. And, I just want it all. And some lavender because I like the way it smells up the house. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Gotta cover that stink. <laughs> so they, um, he used it uh, as an objectively. He basically, he didn't claim that the ring was supernatural at all. He, um, I like that he didn't jump to conclusions. Yeah, he that. looked for ways to establish a normal cause. And subsequently, he wrote a book describing uh, this and other occurrences elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, it kind of, he uh, educa- educated professionals became more interested in this matter mm-hmm. uh, into spontaneous ghostly phenomena. And then it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a white people phrase. I know, right? <laughs> um, and then following this eruption of like um, it popularity, a fad. it became I a fad. It became a fad. And in mid nineteenth century, they uh, a, a club was like developed called the Ghost Club. And cool. guess who were the founding members in this in this Ghost Club? Uh, Two big names in the nineteen fifties. In the eighteen sixty two. 1860 in America. Yes. Because I also found out there's a Suffolk in England. Okay. And I think there's a Suffolk, New Jersey. So maybe it's in England because the people that are one of the founding or earliest members, mm-hmm. um, I don't think are from America. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put my hat on it, uh, but I don't want to be right or wrong. Okay. Are they famous people I should know? One you should definitely know. 1850. I'll give you two clues. Okay, hit me. He was a writer. Abraham Lincoln. Nope. Damn it. I figured since he was a One of his famous, most famous... Uh, uh, Ernest Hemingway. Nope. His famous books were about ghosts. Edgar Allan Poe. No. Damn it. It was um, Charles Dickens. Oh, balls. Awesome. Yeah. Charles Dickens was... Oh, a that f- makes sense. I was like, okay, that makes sense. I totally get that now. Maybe he did it uh, as to like do research for his book, Christmas Carol. I don't know. Maybe. Didn't really look. Uh, I don't know Maybe when he Christmas was a Carol. Spiritualist. Yeah. I got an author. I, I mean, he's written a bunch of. Uh, I mean, he's written a couple books that has to deal with you know spirits and everything. I mean, uh, not as popular as you know like the Christmas Carol or something. But even like, that. like Great Expectations wasn't exactly. 100% secular. Now, I read that freshman year of high school, but it had a lot more psychological stuff to it. Yeah, I never read Grey's Expedition. I mean, I was really it's that okay. smart. 
Um, okay. Actually, no. I mean, I was supposed to be in um, honors English. Mm-hmm. And then I got a recommendation. And then they said, well, um, I got a recommendation from my teacher. And then a friend of ours didn't get a recommendation. And he got in the class before I did. And I had better grades than he did. Interesting. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's why I don't like the English. <laughs> <laughs> English ain't no good for me, <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, the other founding member, he's famous, but we nece- wouldn't necessarily know who he is. Unless we studied philosophy in college. Sigmund Freud. No, it Damn was right. um, uh, Henry Sidwick. So Sidwick? if you know, huh? How do you spell it? Sidwick. Sidwick. Oh. S i d g w i c k. I don't know who that so, is. So um, he is a you know, clergyman, and he's a, a popular um, Cambridge philosopher. Ooh. He uh, basically also. Those were um, those two, Charles. They weren't part of the Ghost Club. I'm so sorry. They were part of the. Uh, they were part of the establishing members of the uh, group of the Psychical Research. Okay. Uh, or the Society of Psychical Research. Very nice. Uh, which is still established. It was established in 1882, yep. and is still going, which is weird. Not only is it still going, they still publish a quarterly journal that's peer-reviewed. Yeah, now, really? peer-reviewed means other scientists have looked at it and went, yeah, this uh-huh, shit's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so, sounds right. <laughs> so That's uh, that's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, it's... They take a good approach yeah. to breaking down paranormal investigations. Instead of being entertainment, they take the scientific method and apply it to yeah. paranormal investigations. But uh, to finish with, Cywick, basically, why he was so famous is... He is basically, he basically wrote modern day ethics. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cool. He's like, I don't know if he was like, he was solely responsible or he was like the grandfather, or, mm-hmm. you know, or godfather of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was like, I had like, when they mentioned him, like, I feel like I should know, I know who Charles Dickens is, but I feel like yeah. you know who this guy is if they're mentioning him. Yeah. Um, and that society, would, would they call it the Society for Psychical Research? Instead of trying to butcher that for the next, for this whole episode, we're just going to call it the SPR. Yeah. Just so everybody knows. CCR, they, SPR? SPR. Down S- by the corner? Down by the corner. So when they started this club, because that's what it was, it had members, and it still has members, a president and a council of 20 members plus other people. They have their own separate library. If you remember, you can access it. And they also have a lot of archives at Cambridge University in England. That's, yeah, that's so cool. it's a big deal. And when, they, and when they founded it, not only did they have Charles Dickens, they also had Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who was a medical doctor. I didn't know that. He wrote Sherlock Holmes. They had a Nobel laureate Jeez. and a renowned scientist i believe well, he was a chemist so they had legit smart people and people of power no one else was a member of that who uh a, at the time future prime minister arthur Beltor. jeez so <laughs> there is like if you were part of this group you were it was like the equivalent at that time i would assume like we could probably do it a whole episode of just SPR. Oh, I yeah, I have that listed in my notes too. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> There's um, so much stuff that they do. Yeah, um, I mean, and they have I rivals feel like, too. Can yeah. you imagine a gang war between oh the SPR God. and another paranormal investigation? Like they team? have to be, like I feel like this 
is like the supernatural equivalent of the Knights Templar or um, the or Freemasons. That, that adventurer society that they had in the 1800s where they colonized everything. They had like the right. Explorers Club or whatever. Right. As, I mean, SBR probably has just as much connect connections into mm. the higher ups mm. at that time. Yeah. I don't know how they are now, but yeah. um, I feel like they had like they could be like, yeah, we're going to conduct experiments. And they'd be like, okay. Well, so before we dive into everything that they they did, I want to have a little bit of fun with this too. So before we dive into investigations that the Society for Psychical Research, the SBR, did, I just I, uh, during my studies, and by studies I mean a precursory Google search, Ooh. I found some good old-fashioned American ghosts, and all of them are famous. Really? The first one, good old Benjamin Franklin. Wait, Benjamin Franklin is the ghost? Benjamin Franklin's ghost apparently haunts the streets in Philadelphia, and there's a statue of himself that the ghost possesses and makes dance in the streets, apparently, which is hysterical. (laughs) I can see, like... Like, he just pretends to be a street performer, but he's an actual statue possessed by a ghost. Think of that. How hilarious is that? And it's not an actual street performer that's really good at marketing? No. <laughs> that's what they said. Benjamin Franklin's ghost haunts the streets of Philadelphia. Because apparently there's a muse- a Benjamin Franklin museum. And right. And he just hangs out there, apparently. Yeah. And another one, Abe Lincoln. Very powerful president. Very good president, in my opinion, from what I was taught. Apparently he's so powerful, he haunts two locations. One being the old Capitol building in Springfield. I've been there. Didn't get a ghost. Apparently he hangs out there, and he also haunts the White House. And the, and In the Lincoln Room? Could be the Lincoln Room. I believe it could be the Oval Office, too. Now, they have accounts from first ladies, queens, and prime ministers who have claimed to either see him or feel his calm presence at the White House. It was especially prevalent during FDR's administration, when the country was going through great upheaval, you know, yeah. World War II, the Great Depression, apparently... Honest Abe was there helping out FDR trying to bring the union back together. Oh, all right. Apparently. Could be like one of those things where like they just he comes in the dreams and be like Yeah, maybe. Four score, but god damn it, Abe. You don't have to start every sentence. By the way, it's twenty twenty. It's my thing. <laughs> it's what I do. Where's my top <laughs> hat? So I'm gonna go into what how the Society for Cyclical Research, the SPR. The SPR. Their stated purpose when they were found in 1882 was to approach these varied problems, meaning paranormal activity, without prejudice or prepossession of any kind, and in the same spirit of exact and unimpassioned inquiry, which has enabled science to solve so many problems, once not less obscure nor less hotly debated. So basically, they're taking the scientific approach to this, not saying, I don't believe in spirits. So this can't be true, and the opposite being true. I believe in spirits, so I'm looking for a way to prove it. They're just going to approach it objectively, okay. which I think is awesome. So they not only studied ghosts, but they kind of covered every range they, they could think of. Hypnotism, effects of seances. Um, they did a thing which became a fad called spirit photography. Yeah, uh, I remember hearing about that back in my day. No, um so basically what it's it been was, on it's been brought up in a bunch of ghost shows yeah it was it was discovered by a guy who accidentally double exposed a self-portrait photo yeah i didn't want to call it a selfie because i don't think they had selfies back then but basically he took a picture of himself double exposed it and he found like a sp- right ghostly apparition of himself behind right it. 
So basically, he figured out how to <laughs> Photoshop stuff, found out there was a market for it because people wanted like pictures with their dead relatives in yeah. it, and became a medium, mm. doing air quotes. Great. <laughs> so they they busted him for being a fraud. They um, They also coined a bunch of terms that we use now. One of them that I found, I didn't do a deep dive into it, but they invented the term telepathy. The SPR did. They invented telepathy? They invented the word telepathy. So before it used to be, I call it mind-to-mind communication. Why don't we call it telepathy? That's genius, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. (laughs) (laughs) I want to call it talking to the facey. (laughs) Shut up, Sedgwick. (laughs) Okay, bye. All right. So that's what they became known for. Basically, they were they became very very good at exposing frauds because basically, most mediums are trying to prey on people who have already lost somebody and they're just looking for some kind of right. Picture. I mean, like it's any kind of con artist. Yeah, you're gonna find something that's that easy to prey on people, and you know, like they yeah. can like I can make an easy buck just by saying yes, they remember you. Yeah, and they say that, and they send their love. Yeah, and, and this 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 place was so intense. Even in the 1800s, they were sending people to India from England to investigate mediums. Like this lady claimed to be the Miss Cleo, and they oh, sent okay. guy down there. <laughs> Call like, me now. <laughs> and the, the guy's like, "No, I can do what she did. Check this out." Poof. And yeah. Like, Whoa. Whoa. And they used to hold public seances to show. I'm gonna say the less educated because they. The way it worked in the 1800s was even, yeah. It's like, oh, you're six years old, go to work in the factory. Oh, you're rich, you're gonna get educated. Is basically how right. It Remember those like old photos that you would see in movies of like seances, and you see like the ectoplasm coming projecting out of like people's mouths and everything. Yeah, they had they did a study of that and they recreated ectoplasm too. Nice. So basically, they would approach it, and if they can recreate it using mundane means, chances yeah. are the person was being a fraud. Right. Of course. So I just thought it would be funny how they would have like a town caller being like, "Hear ye, hear ye! At twelve o'clock on Sunday, Boo! the SPR putting on a séance to show you how Boo! you've been ripped out of your hard-earned what coins." What a crack! <laughs> it's just and so eventually, what happened was is the reason why this was founded was to kind of prove that ghosts were real. So once they started exposing a bunch of these frauds a bunch of spiritualists who were basically people who believed in spirits fractured off from the SBR and formed their own, their own group. Ooh. And the person who led this resignation of 84 members, this huge exodus from the FPR, none other than Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> I don't like this shit. I'm taking my friends and we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. God. There's always going to be extremists. Uh, when you, like, whenever a like, group is always made, there's always going to be two factions that want to do one or the other, and then they're going to eventually just going to split up. Yeah, but like, call the pilgrims. It's not, it's not like they were going after it. Like, I can't wait to disprove it. They're like, hey, I made this, and I'm not even a good photographer. So yeah, obviously yeah. he's ripping people off. Yeah, but um, we'll get into it a little later when they actually did investigate a couple of well-known hauntings. There was some stuff that they couldn't explain. Right. Okay. So. Well, like, so continuing on with the brief history. Um, so that was basically th- things as far as popularity kind of went up and it kind of died down a little bit through the Victorian age. 
And it wasn't until like uh, during war after World War One, I, I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, like around that time after that, there was a resurgence of an interest in the um, phenomena of surviving death, basically, because of they everyone saw so much death and everything that they. Um, yeah, I was just about to say it's because of World War One. Yeah. You had millions of potential customers as a fraudulent medium wanting to talk to soldiers who right. passed away. Oh, yeah. who died of starvation. Maybe they didn't pass away in the war, but they got gassed with mustard gas and right. died later because their lungs gave out. Right. Now, with the arrival of motor transport oh. uh, during that time, it facilitated a site-based investigations. So beforehand, people just came to them. Right. And said, I, you know, I'm being haunted by my aunt. And be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You're an asshole. You are. That's why. Um, and I just met you and I don't like you. Yeah. I can totally see how you're getting haunted. That'll be $3. <laughs> That's my That's month's outrageous. rent. So um, this brought into prominence a, a ghost investigator. His name was Elliot O'Donnell. That's a dope name for an investigator. Right. He actually, we. I feel like we can do an episode on just him because I stumbled upon an audio. Elliot O'Donnell. Yeah, he lived awesome. a long life. For even then, he was born in 1872 and died in 1965. He was 93 at 1965. He he was a long life. Before we dive into that, can we just imagine how awesome his business cards were? Like he flicks it out. His Elliot McDonald, paranormal PI. What, dude? Yeah. He was the first man to Im- refer to himself as a ghost hunter. So that was the term. Sweet. Um, he visited like countless uh, places, and he's written many books. for. Uh, he did it for 50 years, ghost hunting. Nice. And he actually has a book, which I found an audio book, and I want to listen to it. It's an eight-hour audio book, which is decently uh, oh. length. But it, like the title is like it's his first twenty years of ghost hunting, Ta- him talking about it. Sweet. Now there are people that like discredit his stuff, mainly because yeah. he like he takes artistic he, liberties. He exa- yeah, he he's over exaggerates. Um, yeah. But it, I think that would be interesting just to like It'll still be interesting. Listen to the it, it's on YouTube for free for oh. an audio book. So I'm like that's an easy yes. Um, especially during work. Yay. <laughs> um, I could be haunted at work and I can learn about hauntings every yeah. anywhere else. He was, yeah, he lit, he like over dramatized everything basically, but I'm sure there was plenty of stories. We could probably Dude, do a whole episode that, but then like who wrote then over dramat, stuff. Who you mean? Yeah. I don't know. I got tripped up on it. <laughs> well, like, okay. So like other than, so with him, um, there was the opposite guy. The more technical guy was um, Harry Price. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the first one who was a parent, first paranormal researcher to try to apply scientific methodology into ghost hunting. So in 1926, he actually set up a well-funded national laboratory of psychical research. I love that you said laboratory. Like you're Dexter from Dexter's Lab. I mean, that's the only way to say laboratory. Daddy. <laughs> Um, and then which 
basically include with that library laboratory. Uh, it's a seance room, a vast array of scientific gadgets. He like invented stuff for this field. Right. Um, some stuff that they use today. That's um, cool. So like some of the things that he uh, created uh, was like an electroscope, which detect the presence of magnitude of electrical charge on a body. So basically, it was basically to like see if there was like if you had more electrical charge off the base form, like you could be possessed or something like that. Interesting. Um, they, this thing called a uh, galvanometer, uh, that which measures electrical current. Mm-hmm. Um, a, bar- a barograph, which is now obsolete. That's the one thing that they don't necessarily use, but it basically was the start of a piece of equipment to that we re- continuously recorded atmospheric pressure. Dude, what? Yeah. So it was like the beginnings of the freaking Doppler radar almost? Basically, yeah. That's pretty cool. Thermograph, you know, for heat, th- for heat sensing and air testers to record circulation of air. Um, Interesting. So it's like the, the, the thing from Alien, the beep, beep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so he was, cool. he, but he was best known for his extended investigation of Borley Rectory. Um, I have some research on that too. See, look at this, full circle, and full circle. I have some stuff about because I it's I did the research more because th- I, I was on the the wiki wiki Wikipedia excuse me the Wikipedia page for the SPR mm-hmm. and then it went through like famous investigations the Borley Rectory. They aren't so high on your boy Harry Price. No, uh, yes, I agree. Um, so go right ahead because I that's next on my notes. I was yeah. just about to talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, like so, he produced a set of detailed instructions and protocols for other investigators. He basically started to like say, "This he, is he how you should handbook. conduct." He wrote yeah. the handbook. Um, he was a self promoter. He was very energetic, right. and. He ensured that, like, he was pretty, everything, made sure that he was well-publicized. And uh, actually, one of his publications is carried out in the Cheswick um, Museum in 1932. Ooh, I dig that. Uh, he and a philosopher, you know, it's, I'm not even going to, I think it's going to swing. It's going to be a swing and a miss. Sem Jode? Sure. 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 Uh, it's capital C, capital E, capital M, and then J O A D. Oh, Terrible okay. name. Um, that's actually probably Gaelic or Welsh. It's probably like Kem uh. Joad. Is probably the guy's <laughs> name. <laughs> Not Chode. Yeah, that'll work. We'll just call him Chode. Um, <laughs> Mr. Chode. He spent. He's basically they spent a, a night in bed. Uh, uh, said to be haunted. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, then they injected new life into the ghost club two years later because at that time it kind of was like yeah kind of found anything it's yeah approved then they re like they kind of like in 1936 they uh it ceased function functioning so they breathed new life to it and then mm-hmm. but his shortcomings like you said um is they it's been discussed a lot he's, he's been accused of a myriad of yeah things. but there's he modernized the ghost hunting as an activity, like for sure. Yeah, but you know, in order to get people interested, sometimes you gotta drum up some right. business. And then, I mean, after that, like post nineteen forty five, 
nothing significantly went a forward step into ghost bu- ghost busting, ghost hunting, ghost thrusting. Ghost thrusting. I think I've read stories about that. Yeah. Gross. Sexy. Mm. Stupid sexy. Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like nothing was really done till the early two thousands, and when like it became when uh, TV shows came out. Yeah. Um, I mean. I mean, you had movies still. Yeah, it, it, I mean, wasn't I, like um, it wasn't a hobby, right? A hobby during it? that, like during after 1945, SPR um, became more of an ed- educational mm-hmm. platform than an investigative um, place. Yeah, uh, but they developed a bunch of different um, things to go with it. But it was more like to educate, like hey, like kind of like a f- philosophy kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then back in, I think it was Peter Underwood and Andrew Green, they published a bunch of books in the, uh, and they served as Ghost Club from 19, the president of Ghost Club in 1962 to 93. And they wrote 40. Why is a show called Ghost Club? I know. I'm Everybody would watch the hell out of that. Ghost Club. Yeah, and like they're the cool plucky people. The SPR, the old farts, are always yeah. trying to disprove it. Uh, yeah, it writes itself. I mean, between 1962 though and 1993, they wrote 40 books. The Ghost Club, like, Not, say those years again. 1962 to 1993, they wrote a total of 40 books about ghost hunting and. So in 31 years, they wrote 40 books. Yeah. Holy moly! That's I, I don't know if it was between Looking the two at you, of them, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, I don't know if it's been just them two or just the group in jo- entirely, Maybe. which is still like a that's still impressive. Basically, a more than a book a year. Yeah, that's um, insane. But basically, from Henry Price, who had a lot of scientific um, things to go with it. Hold on. Scientific instruments and yeah, his approach is more thank scientific. You. I get um, it. Just thinking of something else. Um, they kind of went for a little bit more simpler um, thing. Like this is really what you need, and like they were like Green specifically, uh, Andrew Green. He r- always recommended um, this as his equipment for like if you want to go sign. This is what you really need. Shorthand notebook, ballpoint pen. <laughs> We're going to school, guys. Okay. Measuring tape. Measuring tape? Camera and a tripod. A sin camera. Sin camera is basically uh, film. Cinematography. Oh, is oh, like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, ones to take photos, ones to record. Yeah, because some time. would say that, like, a film you would... You can doctor a photo. Yeah. I get it, yeah. Um... A tape recorder, large thermometer, graph paper, basically to draw out plans of the site that you're going to go. Okay. To be like, all right, here's like the sailor. We're going to have a tripod here, here, here. There's, you know. Okay. Um, Coloring chalk. The reason why they use color chalk is they would put outlines on things that would be able to move. So that that if it does move. move And nobody catches it. They're like, oh, shit, it moved. Yeah. Um, Nylon thread. Also, to detect any physical movement on objects. So if it's straight and like something move, say like a, you put a thread between like 
this table here to the wall, and and it's it, taut. And taut, and it is now taut even more, or it broke. Yeah, you know, something moved through. Something it. moved through it. Um, flour for footprints. <laughs> okay. They're detecting footprints, basically. So, like, yeah. that's more or less, you know what your foot, the human footprints are. If you hear footprints coming from this room and you open the room and there's no footprints, yeah. then or, like, the door closes and you look in the room and there's nothing. Yeah. Um, a good quality torch. Apparently, they're in caves. And well, no, in England, they call flashlights torches. Oh. oh, so it's a slang. It's a slang term. God damn it! <laughs> Talk English. It is English. Oh, yeah. Um, just like how they call cell phones mobiles. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then uh, an ordinance survey map uh, of the area. That's yeah, just. Co- That's for like tectonic. Yeah, just to like see that. if there's any phenomena oh, can be explained. If you, the, if you hear the moaning, it's because the wind's whistling through the canyon, right. like that kind of And thing. infrared telescopes for yeah. for talking pictures of the dark. And the reason why he made this really dumbed down because he wanted to show that uh, people can go ghost hunting with not with like all this fancy. Like I could prove that this is a ghost hunting with just the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And he, I guess, he proved um, that. The only thing I don't like about that list is a lot of that stuff seems like people can mess with it to make it look how they want to. Like I'm pretty sure. They used all of those techniques in Scooby-Doo to try and right. catch the bad guys. So, like, the two guys, specifically Underwood, remarked that he had known a ghost hunter who took more than five tons of equipment. That's insane. Um, That's insane. To haunts, but those reports were no more interest than with those equipped with the simpler gear. Yeah. So, uh, then in 1981, um, they... The, uh, na- there was a new national organization that was established, and it was called the Association of the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena, or ASAP for short. <laughs> wow. That's uh, why it was so boring. I almost passed out. <laughs> Holy moly, that was long. It's like that. People like acronyms too much. Oh God. I mean, if make you're going to make a. Men in Black. Cool. Yeah. Keep it that. It's like what, like Shield in Marvel. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Does anyone know what they all stand for? Not really. No, you remember Shield? Said it twice. Right. It's so like that's a mouthful. We're working it twice, on it. And then Pepper asked him back, and he's like, "Just call it Shield." Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so the so the uh, founding members of that were former members of SBR. Nice. Uh, who favored the more modern and inclusive approach to the investigation of paranormal because SPR was kind of, like, very scientific, didn't really include anyone. You needed, like, to be pro. So, which had its downsides for ASOP. Um, <laughs> ASOP. ASOP. Um, because it basically welcomed everyone, and that kind of, like, an uneducated guest can be put into a thing because like any person can say that's a ghost yeah. i don't know why i keep going southern i don't know either. when i'm like I, I apologize in advance i'm so sorry oh my god <laughs> um but uh yeah it's 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 interesting like how like it came from super wealthy well-respected people to slowly trickling down to 
you know, cousin Billy and Aunt Jane can are going back in their their basement because you know Grandma Janice is haunting them for their Jello mold. I'm trying to get some EVPs. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel, I'm trying to get some EVPs. <laughs> How much did that cost us? <laughs> yeah. Just our car payment. <laughs> Shut up, Doris. This is my new thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be myself. <laughs> So we're gonna I'm gonna take it back to the SPR a little bit. So I'm gonna go into a couple famous hauntings that they investigated. One was the Borley Rectory. Right. Which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Called the most haunted house in England. It was built in 1862 for they kept me- calling him a rector, which I think just means one who lives in the rectory. He was, yeah. he was in the priesthood back when they were allowed to get married. So right. the reason why they think that the grounds were haunted is due to an affair between a nun and a monk in 1362. The monk lived at the now-haunted location, and the nun was from a nearby convent. The affair was discovered, I'm guessing, because the monk bragged. Right. By the way, the rector is just the guy who's in charge of the rectory, or the church, or the parish, whatever. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. Because it was always... Because what usually happened is, is the priest, his wife, and the kids were in a lot of the stories. I tried to condense them as best as I could because they... Some of them were crazy. Anyway, Monk brags about banging Sister Margaret. Monk gets executed, and the nun was given the cask of Amontillado treatment in the convent. If you haven't read that short story by Edgar Allan Poe, it's great. But basically what happens is they bricked her up in the convent alive, allegedly. Turns out it was made up by one of the kids of the priest who lived there because the rector kind of looked like it was old and gothic yeah. styling. So the Wait, why did they brick her up? Because she was a nun who had sex. Oh, so okay. They, they bricked her up to really show her. All right. I mean, and but that's uh, that's yeah, that's religion it's, then. It's so super, me- yeah, super messed up. Nowadays, they'd be like, "You are shunned from the <laughs> from We're the just parish." Move you to a different parish, and hopefully, nobody remembers your name. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Take your hood. Just leave it here. Yep. Nope. Nope. You don't get to take the gold staff. Nope. Nope. You nope. Leave the holy water. Nope. nope. The nope. chalice nope. too. Yeah. Nope. nope. Well, you could take the bread, and we don't really like the, it. The bread's stale anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we just get it from Jimmy Johnson next day for a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> so there were several families who lived there from 1862 to around 1948, and there are several church families. And I found a case of boarders. So I guess people rented from there too once it oh, stopped being okay. a church. Yeah. 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 So they all talked about different spirits and poltergeist activity. They saw they saw an apparition of a nun who was trying to talk to them in the field. Some people saw headless carriage drivers. What? Some people were being struck with stones. I have a story about headless cor- carriage drivers. Hit me. Uh, it was so I went to one of the most haunted um, cities in America, Charleston. Um, That's in or South Carolina. Or South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, went there for a family trip, and we did a ghost story walkabout, basically. Cool. Um, and one of the things, there was a couple good ghost stories. There was a story where we're in the, an alleyway, and the story is that there's a witch that comes in the alleyway to lure single men so they she can steal their skin and wear it. And live as them after she's done with them. Did you look for a sign? I was left alone. (laughs) Uh, 
so where do I sign up for the whole witch yeah, skinning um, thing? Is that an extra fee? Do or I get her skin then, and then we trade back? I mean, do we have se- no? Like oh, the, uh, um, mm, sir, she, does she look like the Wicked Witch of the West, or does she look like Galinda? I need yeah. to know. Please tell me. Or does she look like the Wicked Witch of the West from Wicked the Musical? Also nice. Yeah. Or do, does she look like the main witch from Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters? That's an underrated movie. Oh, is that the one with um, Jeremy Renner? Jeremy name. Renner, yeah. And Hansel has diabetes from their first run in with the witch. Yeah. Like them when they're because older. Yeah. Dude, it's it's very good. Everybody should watch that. I don't know why it wasn't bigger than it was. The action scenes were great. The story was good. To the go off, villain was good. To go off of that, uh, there's a more recent one that's really good, called Gretel and Hansel. So it's this. <laughs> It's basically it's Hansel and Gretel, but it's it sounds like Transformers vs. Gobots. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's the same story basically, but it's through the, the viewpoint of Gretel. I dig it, and it has nothing to do with anybody famous in it, or is this uh, like a... yes and no? Uh, an up and coming actress is it? She plays Gretel. She is the uh, she was one of the kids that played. Um, the girl, uh, the main uh, girl in uh, the remake of It. Oh, the one with gla- glasses. Yeah. No, did she have glasses? No, she didn't have glasses. No, she's the one whose dad was like abusing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I didn't one. See It Chapter Two, but It Chapter One was good. Yeah. I hear mixed things about Chapter Two. It it did its job. Oh, okay. It was continuation, just like in the second, the original one. It was like it was just closing out the story. Got it. Um, but. Float too. <laughs> Dude, one of my Scar's favorite mains. Scarsgard killed it. <laughs> one of my favorite mains is someone has uh, Pennywise in the like the uh, during this quarantine, and he's like speaking out, like peeking out of like the gutter, and he's like, "Fuck this quarantine." <laughs> <laughs> I love those because usually it's like so he says something like, "Hey, I've got popcorn down here," and then it's somebody climbing into the sewer grate. Yeah, <laughs> those crack me up. Um, but uh, going back, Gretel. But anyway, look at Gretel and Hansel. It's actually really good. It's an interesting. It's not the typical story. It's interesting That's take awesome. on. I like that. Like, like kind of like growing up. It almost is like a coming of age kind of a th- um, thing. Yeah. Um, like shit. What were we even talking about? Oh, the Head, scary stories. Carriage driver. Yeah. Carriage. So there's another one that was uh, about. We were sitting in front of a bar, and they. And this, this is was still bef- on the tour. This is a store on the tour. There cool. was like five. They talked about a story about um, here's a pier where supposedly a witch doctor, doctor will, um, or voodoo. It's not voodoo the same. Voodoo witch doctor. They're very similar. Yeah, but different. But there's, there's yeah. but anyway, he would come from the water, and if you see him, you're fucked. And I'm oh. like, what? And that's where they left us. At the end of the tour, That's and it was awesome. the furthest away from our hotel, That's so we had to awesome. walk, and it was two in the morning, so we had to walk like five miles to go. It was like this is dumb. Why do we do this part, dude? That's messed up because like there's a lot of Japanese folklore that's super super messed up. Like, and I might be butchering them, so I for I for please forgive me. But um, there's one where like it's a chick who wears a, like a like the mask we have to wear when we go to stores now. Mm-hmm. And she asked you, like, she'll ask you, like, 
hey, do you think I'm pretty? And you have to ignore her because if you acknowledge her presence, she takes off her mask and it's like just torn just like off, a, like a like a like like the end of um the grudge, the first grudge, yeah, it's like that, and then she eats your face. Yeah. Then there's another one which is I think it's another woman who's also a demon who's a giant spider who pulls you through your toilet. I feel like a lot There's of a lot go- of crazy I feel a lot ones. of demons and ghosts in Japanese culture are women because they're all just suppressed. Yeah, that, yeah. There's a lot of that emotions going. You know, that makes sense. But yeah, those are they're messed up. Those yeah. Japanese folk, folk stories, especially if like you see them in anime too. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's um, a lot of tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going where? Oh boy. Uh, oh, she's enjoying it. Oh. Uh, Enjoy your demon baby, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the carriage, uh, Headless Carriage, was basically, because a lot of the ghosts that come in Saint Tr- in Charleston are from, like, uh, ooh, colonial like the, age. Like the Civil War? No, colonial, like age. colonial age. Um, Like Revolutionary War. Cool. Um, Some Civil War, but mostly like that. And one of the things was, like, there's a bar that was called the Carriage House. So a fire happened at the Carriage House. And if... There's been reports that people that work there that are closing up that they would see a carriage that would be dri- driving down like the street that goes because there's a road that goes straight to the bar that used to be the carriage house and the car the carriage would be running full speed and just ram straight through the um, the bar go through all the people that were there. People said the carriage would go through them. They would turn around, and the smoke would just, or ghastly form, whatever, would just go straight up the stairwell and then disappear. That's sweet. That's super sweet. Right. And I was like, I'm not 21 that, so shit. Uh, I can't go to a bar. Down south, because, like, those old Civil War battlefields, apparently you can still hear like people giving commands, guns getting fired. You see regiments being... I've heard... Crazy uh, shit like there's that. A, yeah, there's a paranormal podcast I like listen to. Yeah. It used to be called The Bizarre States. It's with pretty popular um, Jessica Chobot mm-hmm. um, and Andrew Bowser. They now have a new one called uh, Untold Hour. Uh, they just started. It's the same format. It's just... They're really good, but they have people that are friends that are in that the paranormal community and they had they played recordings of like he's like yeah i went to uh there's a friend of theirs that went to gettysburg and just walked around with a recorder and like you could hear people saying well like what are you doing little sergeant yeah shit like that and you're like what like clear as day basically Like people have said, like they'll they'll hear dogs barking, horses whinnying, mm-hmm. the old cannons hitting, and like people dying in terrible pain. So I, maybe they leave a psychic imprint. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I've never seen a ghost. I mean, some people say that ghosts can be explained that it's just are like electrical energy that are just left over, like something you know, electrical current, static, you know, static that just is so powerful that it just leaves an imprint on well, a said thing. Maybe it's like if I were to line you up against a white wall. And then I throw paint at you, and you're sh- it's just your outline. Because yeah. it threw so much at you that it covered over you and left a mark on where you right. used to be. Maybe that's what it is? Cause like Maybe. The shit that there had to, there's got to be something about like borderline million people all scared shitless mm-hmm. 
while also wanting to kill the people in front of him that creates some kind of no what movies that kind of remind me of a movie not, that not, not vortex but imprint yeah definitely remember that movie with michael keaton batman no not mr batman. mom duplicity, duplicity. <laughs> <laughs> beetlejuice uh, yeah okay God, love other guys um <laughs> so good in that movie he was in a movie, a ghost movie, called White Noise. Oh. I kind of wish they continued on with that. Like, because that movie was started that when. That was when, like, Shudder. Was it Shudder? Where, like, the ghost was in all the pictures and Ewan McGregor was in it? Yeah. Like, the Grudge. But this one, rain. like, it had this thing where, like, it opened up to, like, you know, like, well, who are these white beings? You know, yeah. kind of a thing. Like, if that movie was today in the world of. Cinnamon and shit. Well, no, in this, just in the world of like um, cinematic universes, mm-hmm. like how in a world where we have a connective universe from Annabelle and um, Amityville Horror, right? What? No, The Haunting. The Haunting at Hill House. What's the one? Oh God, uh, Annabelle and oh, The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Yeah. I've got notes on that in here too. Oh, there we go. Well, we digress. Well, what do you got on the the kind con- or do you got so still I on the other thing? Oh, this. okay, cool. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so after the headless carriage drivers and being struck with stones, uh, one guy said that he saw a nun at the top of the stairs who asked for. They said like an Aussie, and I didn't know what that meant, so I assumed it was like a penny for her to tell her tale. So Wait, a she ghost was charging to. She was. He was asking an Aussie because. No, they said some. It was some kind of slang term for a coin. I'm assuming. Oh, I was. It'll. You want me to tell you what happened to me? Give me a dollar. Oh, because Aussie is Australian. Yeah, (laughs) it was was something else, like how they call the two dollar bills twoies or goosies or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Canada. That one I thought was weird. And then there was another one where they at the rectory they did a seance with a primitive Ouija board with the planchette, which is just like moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the planchette said that there'd be a fire. So then a fire happened, and it turned out they did it for insurance fraud purposes. <laughs> oh, all right. So he literally set the rectory on fire to collect stuff. Um, most of these were de- debunked by our boys at the SPR. <laughs> One of the paranormal investigators whose stuff was debunked, mm-hmm. turns out she was claiming that there was a bunch of paranormal phenomena going on to cover an affair she was having with somebody who was renting a room at the rectory. <laughs> oh, my God. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Yes. And then your boy, Harry Price, yeah. he investigated it. He claimed to have been hit with a stone when he entered the rectory, but he was there with an SPR member who, like, grabbed him, and it turns out he had a bunch of rocks in his pocket. No. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Price did. It's like going into a homeless guy and he's asking for change and you're like uh no i don't have change and you walk away and you can hear the change click clack and into your yeah in your pocket just like that um the spr investigators said that uh accused price of salting the mine and i never heard of that before so i looked it up basically if you salt a mine you find a hole in the ground and you throw whatever ore you want to sell somebody in there it's like oh i found gold in here you shovel a bunch of gold in there and they're like oh, okay. oh there's a bunch of gold here you sell them the mine and then you run away because you you just committed fraud. I, I understand the phrase because yeah. like you're salting it. Basically, you're you're sprinkling 
like you would salt. Hey, check it out. Yeah, like there's got to be more gold in here. You're seasoning, putting season on something that tastes yeah, like shit. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so basically, they couldn't conclusively prove that it isn't haunted, but most of the stuff that people claimed they debunked because they were able to redo it. Okay. And people committed insurance fraud, and then if somebody else is having an affair, it doesn't bode well for anybody believing paranormal stuff going on. Another famous haunting. This happened in like 1977. Was this The Conjuring? It's called the Enfield Poltergeist. Not to be confused with the Enfield Horror, which is from Illinois. Enfield, Illinois. Yeah. Has three legs, big pink eyes, is about three and a half to four feet tall, and can jump like a kangaroo. Oh. Really creepy looking thing. I don't know. Okay. So it's got like two legs here, and instead of a tail, it's got another leg. That's why it jumps so high. Apparently, people saw it. One dude shot it with a gun, and it didn't even affect it. Some people think it's an alien. Some people think Kill it's cryptid. It. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and not, also not to be confused with the horror book called The Enfield Horror, which is a combination haunted house monster book. It's pretty good. I downloaded it for free on Kindle, and I read it in a single day. It's oh. P- it's, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, wow. This Enfield Poltergeist is actually what the second Conjuring movie was based on. Oh, okay, cool. It's a little background on the haunting. It happened in England, again. Yeah, tons of crazy. Wait, shit so Conjuring, Conjuring two, two was when they were in that English house where he plays. So that like was their the first haunting. Se- it, it, was it? I don't remember the time. I don't know. We'll have to rewatch those films. Yeah, we will. Anyway, but it's the one where like he plays the the Elvis and then the ghost freaks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, little what differentiates what act, what actually happened versus the movie. In the movie, I believe, it's just the mom and the two daughters. Mm-hmm. In real life, she's a single mother of four with two older daughters. One's 13, one's 11. So um, first reported in 1977, could have started before. They, sh- they received reports of the furniture being moved, objects being thrown, disembodied voices, barks, grunts. Blah, 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 blah. The usual poltergeist activity. Uh, journalists and other paranormal investigators showed up. They were like, this might be some real shit happening. So eventually, a fucking magician oh. from America came in, cause he, just to debunk, because he's a stage performer. So right, so he was just trying to see if there was trap doors or yeah, that something that he stuff. would be able to catch that we wouldn't be able to catch. Absolutely. Ed and Lorraine Warren showed up. SPR investigators also made an appearance. So this, this was huge. Yeah, everyone wanted to Everybody get wanted a piece the pie. of it. Um, there was a, a newspaper that went defunct, I want to say, in 1979 or 1978 that covered it the whole time until the pa- newspaper went out of business. And I think it was called the Daily Mail or the mm, Daily Mirror. I think they did. Something think, like that. I think that was in the movie as well. Yeah, something like that. So a lot of the SBR investigators thought the house could have been haunted, but chances are the kids were exaggerating playing tricks they had some footage where they saw the older girl bending spoons oh. and like trying to bend a metal bar um but you couldn't they couldn't explain everything uh one uh, one of the daughters um one guy noticed who was actually the magician he saw whenever the disembodied voices were happening the oldest daughter was barely moving her lips mm-hmm, mm-hmm. another one of the daughters when she was possessed by the spirit yeah had the same speech patterns and constant changing of subjects that the daughter did i mean t- if this was a long con from the kids like they were just playing a practical joke or anything like at what point but they're like they like the attention 
Because right, but at, like at what point are you like, dude? We're in fucking deep. We we're in all just the for the long one. This is going to be real for the rest of our lives. Or well, maybe it was real. Yeah, but it wasn't real enough to where enough people were coming in. And I, I don't want to make any guesses on that. But if you're a mother of four in 1977, you're probably struggling with all these people coming in. Life probably got a little bit easier. I'm guessing. Maybe. So they wanted to keep these guys around. Um, they actually screwed with people's equipment, like they they hid people's tape recorders. There were several instances where it looked like a photo of the child levitating was actually just them jumping off of the bed because the oldest and daughter was actually a sports champion at her school, so oh, she was very athletic. Right. Um, and this is a direct quote from the American magician: "said the poltergeist was nothing more than the antics of a little girl who wanted to cause trouble and was very very clever." Interesting. So, um, go a little bit further into this uh, haunting. There's a notable skeptic called Joe Nickel. We could do another episode on this dude. This dude is a legit Ghostbuster. Like, yeah. And they're like, hey, we need you to see if this stuff's real. Like, the, the they found notes for some famous um, historian, and they called this guy. Like, hey, do you think these are real? So, eventually, he went back over all the examinations and stuff like that. And I call him a Ghostbuster, but he's more like a Mythbuster kind of guy. Yeah, he's like just the he's just there to to yeah. debunk. Yes, absolutely. Like it, basically, what the SPR does, except I believe yeah. this guy's American. I I I don't have that information right now. He examines the findings of the of the paranormal investigators for the Enfield Horror and found that the investigators were too willing to believe things at face value. They didn't really discern fake from real. They're like, oh, I hear a disembodied voice. It must be a real disembodied voice, not her doing ventriloquism. Or something else being hidden. Like hmm. they wanted it to be a haunting. Oh, okay. And he he's also quoted saying that Ed Warren was, quote, notorious for exaggerating and even making up incidents in such cases, often transforming a haunting into a haunting case into one of demonic possession. End quote. Hmm. So when I when I read that, I just imagined like all the investigators, the people from SBR. Ed and Lorraine Warren show up. There's people from the police. The police were involved originally and journalists from the newspaper. And it's like one of those scenes in crime dramas where like the local cops get ousted by the FBI. And like, oh, no, okay. I've got jurisdiction. Yeah. And Ed's like, it's demons. <laughs> <laughs> and then meanwhile, the girls, you know, are running around giggling, bending spoons and hiding everybody's shit. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. So uh, it was never actually debunked. What What I think may be is that it might have been actually haunted, but it, from what I've, again, this is just from what, reading books and watching shows, it takes a lot of energy yeah. to interact with the real world. So maybe the girls were just magnifying it. Like, hey, we've seen this, so we're going to show it to you guys, and yeah. maybe you can bring more light to it. I forget what the, there's a, if you go in the cryptid, cryptid uh, world, I forget what it's called, or it may not be a cryptid, I'm maybe categorizing it terribly. But uh, Tome, T H O M E, I think it's spelled. Um, it's a thing that it doesn't exist, but if enough people believe it exists, it becomes a into thing. existence. Yeah, kind of like um, like people who like say they saw a ghost in this thing, and it's on the internet, and millions and millions of energies keep saying believe or saying eventually like, oh my god, look at this, yeah. and eventually will become. Uh, a ghost i've read uh i've read books about that but instead of taking 
the path of it being ghosts, it was ancient religions. So based on how many believers you had is how strong yeah. the well, that's like, god was. That's like in Japan. That's like almost all the gods in Japan. Because they've all got shrines and stuff yeah. like that. But they like they in the book series I read, like they even had like a finished god of thunder who wielded an axe instead of a hammer. And nice. he was tricked into not building statues of himself by Thor so that Thor could build statues and get more followers so that he could become stronger. So it's just like cool stuff like that in that book series. But with all these investigations, it seems like a lot of paranormal investigators, and this this is just based on what I see, they're basically con men. I don't want to call them con men, but mostly they're just like, there's gold in them, their houses. Well, they, they're trying you to have to be some level of con men to justify. Maybe I should say salesmanship. Yeah. Little, they need a little sizzle to the steak. I mean, you need to like get the person to believe like if they're on the fence if you want to get paid you want to make sure that person's like um i mean there's other people that this is just what they do on the side is a side business and people yeah. come to them and say i have a ghost I'm like okay i'll check it out yeah and but then it blows up yeah like like anybody involved with the enfield haunting or enfield poltergeist excuse me it blows up and now you're a notable ghost hunter right right you got to try and keep your name out there you know what i mean I I kind of get it, but I it just, just picture like ghost hunters the in the from the past leaning up. I just picture like yeah, you know the uh, musical Music Man. Yeah, just I got ghosts <laughs> here in River City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably exactly what it was, or like um, like they just pretend to be struggling with ghosts, like <clears throat> yeah, and then fight them off. Because I mean, people. Well, like those, those are like the people that like um, go on ghost tours. They replicate some things just to give people the mo- their money's worth. Yeah, you know, you're looking to get the the, the goose pimples on your arms. You're looking right. to get a little shot. Like the, uh, I'm sure there may be some fabricated things, but um, the Queen Elizabeth, the famous haunted ship. Yeah, uh, it's now a hotel. Like it's permanently docked. But they convert it into a hotel, like a ghost hotel, basically. Yeah. You could do a tour, but they'll do like fabrication. Like, what oh, did you feel that? Yeah. Oh, did you hear that? And you're like, the fuck, what? No, I and it's like you just hear, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, enough people have reported it that it's got it. There's got to be some truth to it. Yeah. Everybody can't be hallucinating or lying. No, I mean, I have the most relatable. I could say it's a ghost. Yeah, it could be coincidence. Could be but coincidence. The, I, it could, was could be your brain filling in shit you don't understand. Right. Um, like I went on a date with um this girl a couple years ago. Oh my god, was she a witch who tried to steal your skin? Oh god, do I wish? <laughs> um, Tinder for witches. Ooh, I'm sure there's. <laughs> there's to, oh well, I mean like. Which is like Hansel and Gretel, which is oh yeah, right. Ovens, oh, you, you know? never know. <laughs> it's my babysitting service. It's like, yeah, this is a weird uh, foreplay, but okay. All right, I'm into I'll it. A bite. It's been a while. <laughs> um, I want to bite your skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you right, well, I'll give anything sure. a try once <laughs> if it's playful. <laughs> um, ow, ow, ow! Drawing <laughs> blood, drawing blood. Yeah. Uh, ooh, <laughs> a little tender yeah, there. Well, yeah. uh, Just move to a different spot. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I was on a date with a girl and we were in this Indian restaurant. Um, 
and we're having a good time. And it was fairly um, soon after. I want to say a couple months. So like not terribly like right after, but soon after when my grandmother had passed away. Mm-hmm. And we were talking. Is talk- this the taxidermist? No, oh. uh, this is not the text. That's service. a story for another time. No, this listeners. is the uh, the sci-fi novelist. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, she was talking. We're talking about family, and I was cracking jokes about like how what my grandmother would have been doing in this situation. Like, mm-hmm. be like, oh, I could just hear my grandmother now. You know, talking about and my grandma didn't like if you talked about her without <laughs> her being there. okay um so she would i was talking about her and i said something that uh it was a story about like how uh what is she how she like basically just talked to this uh i mean my grandmother god bless her soul she was had no uh refrain and using some racial slurs um yeah and it's you know we tried to tell her to be like, Grandma, it's not okay to say anymore. Yeah. This is like, that's not a, this is a normal thing. That's, you know, that means derogatory. That'd be this, you know, me being Italian, that'd be a, like the equivalent of you, someone calling you, um, uh, a bodego. A a yeah. And she's, she's like, wait, really? But that's, I'm like, it, she just had such a, you know, she was born in 19, uh, 19, 1912, you know? Um. Yeah. Like, no. That's just the word I learned to yeah, describe those people. Right. It's like what? That's just what they're called. And it was really. And it was something. Like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so I was explaining that to her. I'm like, yeah. It's like, yeah. She was backwards in her thinking, and this is what she did. It was an instance where she used a racial slur for um someone from India, because the guy in front of her was, uh cut her in line or he was being just just um was not nice to the person in the front desk oh um and she just went to my cousin and just started just letting out talking about this guy and like she went and she he turned around to say what excuse me and he turns around and sees a you know an 85 year old four foot nine italian woman and (laughs) um and he's like uh, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it, and well, and my grandma would immediately be like, "Oh, I didn't say anything." What? Yeah, right. But anyway, I was telling her this story, um, and right when I'm telling the story, the lights start flickering. Like in the restaurant. In the restaurant. Ooh. Creepy. Like flickering on and off, and until I stopped talking about my grandmother, and I said sorry. And then the it and then back. it stopped. That's nuts. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm like, I'm not saying I believe in ghosts, but that's the closest thing I ever got to it." Yeah, <laughs> the closest thing I've ever got is um, when I have my sleep paralysis attacks, because like, it it it's the weirdest thing. Has that still been no, happening? It happens every once in a while. It's usually when I'm really stressed, right? I'm not sleeping well. Okay. I did some research on it, and like, if you don't feed, like, and now that I know it's it's a hallucination. It's mm-hmm. like when I didn't know, I was like, right. what the hell is going on? <laughs> right, right. There's a, not to cut you off on that, but like there was a show that, actually that idea, I wanted to try it I, if I ever was in a nightmare or something like that. 
So if you're dream like to tell if you're like if it's real or not, um, you write something um, on the on so on a piece of paper that you can like if it's sleep paralysis, you put a piece of paper, um, then you stick it on the wall, and if say it's you're like you see a dark figure and you're looking up and you can't move, and you can't read it. That means you're in a dream because apparently if you're in a dream, you can't read things unless it's symbolic for something. Mm. I always like what I, what I can do to, to pick it to pick it apart is usually my dreams put everything orderly, like how it's supposed to be. OK. Like when I went to bed, I noticed, oh, that pillow wasn't on the chair, but it's on the chair. Yeah. You have your back. and I'm like, your, this isn't real. So this yeah. is what I have to go through to get myself. up. Right. I but see. Yeah. Like the inception, like your your object. Yeah. That you would Basically. like, you know. You know the feel of it, the weight of it. Yeah, absolutely. And what? And I, now I know how to get out of them. Basically, I either yell at the thing, "Hey, fuck you!" Is basically yeah. what. It, or, yeah. or they said you, um, if I'm not hallucinating, but it just happens, you try to wiggle your extremities, or like try to roll over, because then you roll over and your body's like, "Oh shit, we're actually moving." Mm, okay. And the only other time, I've got one story after this one too, but um, one time I came out of an attack. And it was it was late at night, so I'm still like half asleep, and I heard something say my name like off in the distance. So like it was just like, Jim, and I was like, fuck. I was like, um, suck my dick. What? Uh, Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the closest I've ever experienced it. And then um, another time, somebody told me a story when I was at it was a, it was a friend we grew up with. Her daughter passed away unfortunately and unexpectedly, and we were at the wake and her mother who we were close with when we, we grew up playing f uh, tackle football together me and her son and her daughter was like a year younger than me so she was always on the cheer squad when I was playing football so we mm -hmm. all the whole fit we hung out at Raiders games and stuff and um, she was saying that like they were they were going to be late for the wake like they were running late and they were still doing stuff and like every piece of electrical equipment shorted out yeah and they're like oh we got to get out of the house yeah and yeah then, like they're like, okay, we're leaving, and then the lights went back on. So, I mean, I, that's yeah. two stories. The uh, my cousin uh, in California, he's a very spiritual guy. Yeah. Um. He. He's, he's he's quirky. I love love him. You know, like he he tells always like mo really interesting stories, mm -hmm. and he um he like the same time as day that my grand grandmother died um he spent the night at my parents house and he he told me he didn't tell me till like the next day uh after the funeral but he was telling the story to like a bunch of the people and he was like freaking people out so he was like hey dan were you uh talking shit about grandma yeah anyway, right no with, uh, she came to me and said you were talking <laughs> yeah. shit in an indian restaurant so she yeah. clicked up all the lights it was hilarious he he told me like it was the night of the funeral the um night before the funeral the night of the funeral Night before the funeral. So okay. the night of, he landed, or wait, the wake is before the funeral. Yes. I always get those confused. Um, so it was the night yeah. before uh, the wake. And he was sitting there in bed, and he was woken up, and my grandmother visited him. Oh. And it was like, he said, I was just sitting there, and she was like telling me that, you know, it's okay. Because he missed my grandfather's funeral right and my grandparents saved him from um an abusive father right and um so like they he owed a lot to them mm -hmm. 
Um, so he said he like he came there and he was he just got up and he just started weeping, and then he said, "My grandmother like just came to him and just to let him know that everything's okay," and that was like he came in. He was just like he told that story at the funeral, and some people were like, "Okay." Well, like, and some were like, you know, appreciative. You know, it's it, that kind. It gets yeah, touchy with that can, kind of stuff. People can split on that, but like in that instance, like maybe the two stories that we told about the electricity going out, maybe coincidences, right? But two of them awfully similar in the situations, right? The other My one grandma lived in that same room for about half a year. Okay, all her stuff, her personal items, were there still, right, and still are. So like, she could presumably would be like she didn't die in the room right um but her energy could still but was, still there was could have imprint. been still there Again, yeah an imprint but uh, and what it could be too i'm not trying to doubt the veracity of your cousin's story but he could have been under a lot of stress and the way his brain tried to get him out of it is yeah. it created this hallucination right. for him like maybe he wasn't having a sleep with all this attack uh, but he was in between right sleep his brain zones. was trying to find give him a way to cope with the stress that he was had to deal with, yeah, and that was his way to cope. And like I said, he he like he likes to meditate. He's a very spiritual guy. Yeah. Um. And but uh, I uh, thought it was an interesting story, like thing, because I don't like leading up to like that point. I didn't really have that many s- stories yeah. other than like what people said growing up, and it was that's usually like, you know, oh, I heard from a guy who from yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like if you see a white pickup truck with this. On this night, make sure to avoid it because he'll steal your soul. Yeah, ooh, all right. Like that kind of stuff. Um, not saying that those stories aren't creepy yeah. if you tell them right, but yeah. And, it's all and, in the delivery. Yeah, ec- exactly. And maybe and maybe a thing is, too, um, maybe they are trying to communicate with us and we just don't speak their language because, like, humans have that. Uh, there's a There's a psychology test that shows whether or not something is sentient where it's like recognizing yourself in the mirror being able to like do basic math skills or something like right that. i mean like if it is a they being go to, to a higher plane is another one yeah like, i mean if yeah. if we all go to a higher plane of existence we would essentially be in a different frequency so cool. if we're yeah. trying to communicate in that with two different frequencies not everything's going to call translate all through just try to talk to somebody who speaks a different language than you, and it's that yeah. it's so difficult. I know. Well, it, and like they they're, they're doing a bunch more studies where, and this is, I I haven't like read them to the point where I'm like, oh, who did they get this information from? But they the stuff they find elephants doing where they actually have funerals for fallen ones and are sad. Right. They there was a story I read about a guy who used to take care of elephants and had a sanctuary. He passed away, and elephants from twenty miles away came and had a vigil for him. Wow! So somehow they either knew or the elephant. There's a somehow somehow the elephants it just knocked the crap out of my microphone. Somehow the elephants have a chain of like in the hundred and one Dalmatians where they all woof to each other. Yeah, like. Maybe they trumpet and then they're able to pick it. They communicate somehow yeah. to say, "Hey, this dude who helped every elephant you ever met is dead now. Come pay your respects." And they show Morse them like code in the ground. Yeah, they show them like picking up trash and putting it in garbage cans, stepping over people's fences instead of through it. They did another study where bees can do basic algebra. 
So we don't understand our world as good as we think we do. No. And we we only sat study, and scratched the, the, yeah. the peak of it. And they did a study where um, plants communicate to each other via vibrations and electricity. Really? Yeah. And the now way they, you're the talking way they crazy. Tested, the way they tested it was is they they hit a plant with different like music stuff. Oh, okay. So that's how they tested it. I, I, don't, I don't know the scientific method behind it. But basically, if you've seen the movie Avatar, I'm not talking about that shitty Last Airbender movie by M. M. Night Shyamalan. I'm talking about the James Cameron movie that made a bajillion dollars yeah. and you've never seen it again. Where yeah. basically the whole planet is interconnected. Right, 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 right. That could be true here. That's, I mean, and, hey. I mean who I mean, knows? Who, hell, who the hell knows? I mean, there's a tree. That there's an entire forest that's actually one tree. Yeah. Like if you they if you go underground, they're all connect part of one ecosystem, yeah. one pl- one there's a uh, branch or there, whatever. Yeah, there's one one trunk that became a bunch of other different trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a two thousand year old tree in Africa or something like. Oh that. yeah, those it's called the Methuselah tree. There's a now t- there's a me and my dumbass. I was at Disney World one time, <laughs> and. <laughs> I was in the in Animal Kingdom and it was Love in it. the safari ride and they were talking about here's you know they they tell you like oh look here's some uh lions here's some elephants and like and this is our tree this is 2000 years you know something old and I'm like how do they transport that and still survive oh Daniel, I'm an idiot you're an idiot and your dad's like Daniel you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> But like, I like, mean no tell me I mean it's crazy because it and how the all the earth kind of balances itself where like if we talk to trees or if we talk to plants we exhale co2 right that helps them grow and then they release oxygen that we need to breathe right everything's connected for yeah. a reason right like it, it's crazy and maybe it's just different like 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 when you watch tv for too long and you blink and there's still that image burned oh, into God. your retinas Maybe, that's when you know maybe, you dra- you watch too much TV. Right. Maybe that's what it is. It's just like an imprint yeah. that kind of just repeats itself until it runs out of energy. Well, that's like uh, some people theorize that when you die, that the last image that you see is imprinted in your retinas. Maybe. I mean, they tried to talk about that in Wild Wild West. Exactly. <laughs> that's why it's sound science. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but, it, I mean, it's all crazy because you've been in places where you're, you're like, even in just different people's homes. Where like you'll go into their house and you're like, this is a nice house. I can laugh here. And then you go to other places and you're like, holy shit, this is a museum. I'm not comfortable here. Yeah. There's different energies that you pick up on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know. That's like uh, you can do that with anybody. Like you can t- pick up anyone's energy on an s- individual person and be like, I don't really want to. Well, or talk even to people this you know where you're just like, hey, you seem kind of down today. Is there a reason yeah. for it? And like, they're not giving any. Uh, there's just something different about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And Maybe the and like the scientific things like oh they're giving off this pheromone and you were able to smell it and that's how your brain translated it well yeah maybe there's a scientific reason for it but maybe there's also a spiritual reason because mm-hmm. we I started doing yoga pretty heavily um, last year because a, a coworker of mine's like hey do you want to do yoga like twice a week mm-hmm. and after you're done doing yoga you feel realigned like chakra level yeah like and maybe it's just because you're relaxed and you're releasing a whole bunch of dopamine but mm-hmm. it's still an adequate description from stretching and breathing and stuff like well that. you're basically like open up pathways again to get your blood to circulate better 
It's basically what it comes down to. And you're just yeah. get improve, trying to increase the circulation of your Yeah, because the muscles are all knotted, so stuff's clamping yeah. down. I get it. But, I mean, all knows? in all, Who ghosts knows? are cool. Ghosts are super cool. Ghost hunters are con artists. The world's going to end. <laughs> Everyone's head is coming off. Um, yeah, but um, I enjoy the novels and the TV shows, the cartoons like Bleach. They deal with afterlife stuff. That's yes, they do. That's pretty sweet. It's an interesting topic. It's a very interesting topic. I don't know. And is it real? Maybe. I've heard too many stories for it to be absolutely fake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Loch Ness Monster isn't real. Yeah. But I've heard from enough people I trust who aren't trying to screw me over like you, like Sierra. She's, she she saw her great her grandmother, who she's named after, and she never met her because she died before she was born. Right. And then, like, she saw a picture. She's like, oh, I saw her in a dream. What? Like, what? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And, like, she's like, I was, she was super nice and very calming and told me everything was going to be okay. So maybe there's a connection because her middle name was her first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's some tether that you can come back on. I don't know, I don't know how it works. We think that the my grandmother, basically, her personality, once she passed, just imprinted in... Uh, my cousin's uh youngest daughter because <laughs> yeah. well like okay like it she was very young when my grandmother was alive mm-hmm. and she was still a little young to be for her personality to fully start to develop yeah then once my grandma passed like she is like because my grandma loved it ev- all attention on me hello oh there it is that's yeah that's what my cousin's uh, little is, is it's, it's it's funny and it's like oh my god like how is that grandma. possible That's like grandma. It's, it's grandma. Well, have you read about other instances of similar stuff like that happening? Where like oh you, like um, it's like oh I died in a fiery car crash. Yeah, kids. but I wasn't born then. And you're like yeah. they're like wait what yeah there's <laughs> like oh yeah that was me yeah, and you're like uh, wait that's that's too much detail for them to just mm-hmm. pick up on yeah there's a there's a lot of uh instances where like there's kids that parents that say kids that remember past lives yeah and i'm like whoa that's crazy yeah but like uh I like I, I read one that really freaked me out where it was like they were just saying like creepy shit that kids have said and it's like they're like he like daddy daddy come in here there's a there's a there's somebody in my closet and the dad comes in there is he is he is he in there anymore no but he's pissed and he's looking at you in the corner and then like a lamp falls over yeah like like are their imaginations that good yeah can they pick up on stuff that we because they're so i don't want to say uneducated but not like well because by science i think the the theory is that because kids at a young age there's tabula rosa kind of thing huh where they're blank slates so basically oh yeah up on whatever they pick up on whatever and they're so close to the afterlife because they are just for a new life that Mm. there's a blend between if you believe in reincarnation there's a blend between the past life slowly yeah before they forget interesting that's why they can't talk so they won't freak anybody out that would be freaky if like a two-month-old baby starts talking in french or something crazy right that's crazy um but yeah so i think that we should wrap it up there i think that's good yeah uh, join us uh, next week uh, where we talk about our favorite Mark Warburg films. 
Maybe. Maybe or we talk we about Japanese folklore. Maybe. Maybe. We talk about our favorite jelly bunnies. What? I don't know what the a fuck is jelly bunnies. But maybe we can. I ruined it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. God damn it. <laughs> Anywho, this has been Nerd Fury. Fury. He's Dan Granado. I'm Jim Lovechick. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye.